You're listening to the Freight Hub Podcast with Luis Lopez. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Today we're doing a Freight Hub podcast. Uh, we got we got our guy here. Uh, we got Rich from Coyote, and we got Ray. A little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Luis Lopez, and I run Freight Hub uh, Group. And basically, we are an asset-based uh, trucking company. We do three modes of transport: uh, full truckload nationwide, last mile delivery, and uh, container drage. Um, Rich is a customer of ours and Rich came here from Chicago, right? And we're just, uh, we did a quick, uh, one hour meeting and just kind of see how things are progressing between, uh, our FTL division and Coyote. So, uh, we also have here, we have, uh, Ray, Ray runs the full truckload division here, uh, at FTL hub. And, uh, we're going to do a quick intro on Ray and then we're going to do a quick intro on, uh, Rich. Rich, we would love to get a backstory on how you got into the business, how long you've been at Coyote, and what exactly your future kind of goals, aspirations, and kind of where you want to be in the next couple of years, either with Coyote or within your network of of what you got going on. So, Ray, give a quick intro on on who you are, what you do every day, and uh, and then we go to we we'll go to Rich. All right, so I'm the uh, FTO manager, and uh, our main thing is to uh, move freight from point A to point B. Uh, refrigerator loads mostly, and uh, a lot of the the loads that we're doing now, um, high percentage is being done by uh, by Coyote. A lot of their, their loads are coming our way, and uh, so that's basically what we do. And we're growing, right? Right? We're right. adding more trucks, right? We're trying to get get a larger fleet every day. We got a, a lot right. of drivers now. A lot of drivers in a major driver shortage market, right? Right. right? And and we're moving a lot of freight in a major. Um, uh, the, the, Market is really slow right now. Yeah, market's gone. Uh, you know, it's not October, November anymore. We're we're not seeing the uh, yeah. demand. The spot market's kind of controlled itself, and and, and there's still holding on. And we're still holding on for dear life. So, Rich, give me a little bit about yourself. Um, where maybe where you went to college? How how did you how did you get to uh, work for Coyote? Yep. Um, and what do you do every day? Like, what is your day to day? Yeah, I think when I've spoken to you about this before, Lewis, I don't think any one of us when we started our college or we're looking into jobs, logistics, but I knew I wanted to do sales right away. Not many occupations offer you the opportunity to jump into a sales role. So once Coyote offered me it, it was kind of like, let's just see what happens from here. And I started, and this will be my fifth year in June. And I've been promoted twice from a system manager now to my new role, which is strategic sales manager. And what I'm trying to do is just be an extension of the sales force of the carriers that I'm working with. Right. One of the cool things about working with DGD is... and um, Freight Hub is that it always seems like they're a step ahead of the curve. So last year when I visited, we were working on refrigerated, dedicated modes. Now I'm kind of coming here and I want to talk about different modes of transportation, drayage, container, port work. And that's something that I know Lewis and his team have been doing for quite some time now. So it's pretty cool just trying to merge our networks together, seeing where the compatibility is, and then trying to grow the relationship. So that's what I've been doing at Coyote. That's how I kind of started and it's been an awesome journey so far. Absolutely. And um, yeah, it's all about synergies, right? So you guys are an asset light for anybody that doesn't know. There's two types of uh, kind of like uh, logistics providers. You have an asset light company, which means you're like basically a digital footprint. You're connecting, you're the intermediary connecting the shipper manufacturer with the trucker. 
Because in in theory, a a lot of trucking companies are outdated, don't know how to find loads, right? So you create that digital footprint. Then you have a company like us that has multiple modes of transport that we manage and we do it on the asset heavy side, which means that we're managing the fleet, we're managing the truck, we're managing the repair, we're hiring the driver, we're drug testing the driver, we're adding the driver onto our TMS, we're doing random drug tests, right? To all those heavy, heavy fixed capital expenses go into these asset-based carriers. Asset-based carriers are hard to be profitable. It's hard to make uh, uh, money because you have all these unexpected costs every day. And on the digital side, you know, it's easy to scale because uh, your asset light and people is your sales force, right? That's where, where you guys grow. So, um, you know, Coyote owned, owned, owned by UPS now, right? Yes, right? yes sir. Uh, yeah, so owned by UPS, um, you know, is that digital giant. And, um, and is, is in that conversation with what the CH Robinsons, the TQLs, the Nolans, right? Yes, sir. The convoys, right? Yep. That's who you're competing with. So you have to sell to your customer, uh, an experience, right? A digital footprint, data analytics, right? Critical mass. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that the two key components of 2019 has been digitizing and automation, getting those two categories and working with our carrier partners in a bone dry industry, and getting that face-to-face connection and walking them through some of these processes is something that we've really, really pushed in 2019 as automation is the future, tracking is the future, real-time updates and visibility to our customers is something that's not not an option anymore. It's a necessity. Right, and that's that's a great point, and that's a great segue to our Truck Hub application, which is our, our sister company that does the technology. So, for example, you have reps like Kate, right, mm-hmm. that get automatic emails on a daily basis from every load that we do yeah. uh, through our driver tablet and through our Truck Hub software. So what Ray and his team are doing every day is they're getting a delivery order that's coming by email or through your through your load board and digitizing that that delivery order into a now digital document. And that document now is got the shipper information, the consigning number of pieces or a full truckload if it's FTL. In that case, the weight, right? The temperature that it needs to be uh, controlled at throughout the transportation process from point A to point B. And then from there, what ends up happening is that Ray, and you can, I'm going to let you finish the sentence. What happens when you digitize that order? What happens then? How do you dispatch that driver? All you got to do is drag it and put drag it and drop, right? Drop and drop. Right. So he's working on a map. He's working on a map. And in that map, he's able to see every driver, their current status, and he's dragging and dropping to a driver, depending on that location of the driver. Now, you deal with trucking companies every day. How much of a percentage of trucking companies, in your opinion, are manual work off paper? 90 to 95%. Right. I mean, people are using chalkboards. And when I say that, people laugh and I don't laugh because it's, it's, an, it's a serious issue. And they look at me like I'm the crazy one when I'm explaining technology and automation and improving efficiencies, but it's a very manual driven industry. Right, right, right. So yeah, it goes back to the bottom line, you know, and the reason why, in my opinion, trucking companies tend to not get into the tech is because they physically cannot afford it. They, they're not, there's not enough margin, but in reality, what we're trying to do is kind of reinvent that wheel and say, you know what, I want to provide a software as a service experience to trucking companies of 50, 70, 80 trucks or less where they can on a subscription model with no heavy upfront costs kind of have an operating system that allows them to operate their business. And that's why we created Truck Hub is because in theory, I was in that, I was that same guy working on paper less than two years ago um, and asking myself, how am I going to be able to figure out 
what my net, net, net cost and uh, profits are. And uh, it was always dependent on an Excel spreadsheet and putting a bunch of documents together and making an Excel spreadsheet. Um, and we've kind of eliminated that with our with our app because with our app, we're able to exactly know expenses, costs, rate per mile, deadhead miles, and efficiencies in pretty much the a 25-second uh, report. So what 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 it comes down to is is that you know trucking is a cottage based industry for the most part uh if you call a trucker today uh and you ask them for an update they put you on hold right they say give me give me a minute the dispatcher gives the driver a call and you're waiting two three four five minutes on the phone and then eventually the dispatcher gets on the phone yeah you know he's in He's in uh, Chicago. He's an hour away from the from the delivery location. Okay, thank you. Just wasted seven minutes of my time, and uh, I have another hundred people I have to call, another hundred carriers I have to call in order to get updates. Right. So you guys are doing a great job, obviously, of saying, "Hey, look, here's this mobile app. Try to get the drivers on the app." It's not easy. A lot of these drivers do not want to get use your app. They, you know, and you can't just say, "You know what? If you don't use my app." Uh, I'm not going to book the load with you because there's just not enough carriers out there. Even though the market's kind of slowed down, you have those relationships. Their reliable carriers are just outdated. Mm -hmm. So you just can't say, you know what, I'm never going to use these guys because they don't want to log into our app, right? Right, Rich? Yeah, it's a mix of that. And to be honest with you, we are getting a little bit more strict on who we're loading now. With the soft market, we have a little bit more, I would like to, lack of a better term, power in terms of how we do it. If you're not utilizing some form of tech, we're just not going to load you. We'll wait because our customers are needing real time updates right now. So Absolutely. that's why when, you know, when there's a difference between a hundred dollars on a rate and it's freight hub who has tech and who has automation and some other company who takes 15 minutes to get updates. And then by the time we get the updates, something else has happened. We're going to go and we're going to pay a little bit more to get the automation and the technology and the real time visibility. Absolutely. And it comes down to an experience, right? I mean, like it's crazy for me. You know, I go out on a Friday night and I order an Uber. I'm able to get an Uber. I know exactly when that Uber gets there. I know exactly who the, what the license plate number is. I even get a color of that Uber's car in order for me to identify that Uber with my experience. And I'm able to take me and my girlfriend or my friends from A to B and have it completely under my control on a mobile app. Yet B to B negates all that and says, you know what? We're going to do it however we can do it. And if it's by phone or if it's by email or it's by, by calling and calling until we get an answer, we'll, we'll just have these people on the back end uh, just entering this data and, and giving our customer this manual data entry experience that might look like it's happening automated, but in reality, it's not, right? Yep. So automation in our industry has to happen because it's way too cottage-based. Uh, it's way too outdated. And for a trucking fleet owner like myself, um, I want to know immediately every day how much deadhead miles I have, how much, how much miles I've driven as a company, what my average rate per mile is. I need to know that information. If I want to know at 11 a.m., if I, if I want to know at, at 3 p.m., if I want to know at 11 p.m. at night, I, I want to be able to do that in real time. It's vital for me to know that so that I, have to, I, can, I can hedge my own market, right? And Ray, on your end, uh, what is your experience with the drivers, right? I know it hasn't been the easy experience, the easiest transition to get to get the drivers to use the mobile app. Yeah, but it's like everything else. It's just it's got to get used to the change. 
Right. You know, once they start using it, they, they will never go back to the way we had it before. Right. They're used to scanning PODs, uploading PODs, seeing their work, seeing all their information under one application, which is the main thing. Right. It's huge, right? So it's like, it's just a culture change, really what it is. It's all about culture. Like at the end of the day, when you come here, right, and that you've told me this, hey, man, you know what? It's just different. Yep. And at the end of the day, you know, we fail and fail and fail constantly because trucking is hard. Running a business is hard. Being, you know, an entrepreneur, everybody uses that word. I hate using that word because in my opinion, I'm just, I'm working, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it, the end game is to be profitable and is to be successful. But if you think about it granular, granularly day to day, like it's not, it's not a, a word that I like using very, very often because when it comes down to it, you got to have small goals. You got to have weekly goals. You got to have monthly goals goals and by you having those goals and meeting those goals then you're successful yep. right but you just don't wake up and say you know what i'm gonna be an entrepreneur i'm gonna be super successful it doesn't work that way yeah. right so yeah it's been a great a great uh uh you know conversation rich uh, just like on a back note you know all right so you do trucking what do you do for fun what is your thing chicago is a beautiful place during the summer yep right you, you're coming up to your good months right oh yeah so what are you what are your things like what do you what do you enjoy doing are you a beer drinker are you what, what is your thing? Yeah, so I'm right now about a mile away from Wrigley Fields. So wow. Right in that corridor, you have a strip of bars and outdoor activities you could do. I always tell people Chicago is a completely different city in the summertime than in the wintertime, probably because everyone's cooped up and just hanging out in the winter. But once it comes summer, everyone's running on the lake. Everyone's hanging out. In terms of activities I like doing, you know, anytime I could be outside enjoying the weather, playing basketball, hanging out with friends, grabbing beers, um, I think my, my, my days of hardcore partying are, are over with. And fair now, enough, fair enough. Yeah, now it's more or less, you know, 1130 midnight in bed. But just overall, having hanging out with the people that I genuinely like to hang out with at this stage of my life. You know, I'm at that 28 point. I, I know who my good friends are. And then everyone else is just kind of there. Yeah, so. right, right, right. Acquaintances more, right? Yeah, yeah, you got probably a handful of good buddies that you can count on on a rainy day. And then everybody else is just an acquaintance. Well, look, you know, in, in a note on Coyote, you know, Coyote huge company doing great, great things. Um, you, we don't, we don't get very often somebody coming from Chicago to Miami just to meet us. And I know you're probably meeting other carriers, but you know, it's, it makes that relationship so much more personal because look, no load is ever perfect. No, no experience is ever perfect. You do a hundred loads and we're going to fail you five, six t times on scheduling or whatever. But the difference, in my opinion, is still that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say there have been times where Coyote has, you know, been in the wrong end. And, you know, that face-to-face -face relationship that Lewis and I and Ray have now, we're able to just jump on a quick call and say, hey, what's going on here? Let's strategize. Let's troubleshoot this issue. Absolutely, right? Because nobody's perfect. Our, our drivers aren't perfect. Our trucks aren't perfect. Our dispatchers aren't perfect. Upper management's not perfect, right? So it's all about that relationship. That relationship is a game-changer um, and, and while we digitize and we try to make the process more efficient, it's still important to realize that the relationship is everything, right? Because no matter how great the tech is and no matter how great the service is, right, it's never going to be perfect. And having that relationship is, is the difference sometimes between ending a relationship and just saying, you know what, I'm going to bypass this. We're going to work through it. We're going to figure out the problems. And by figuring out those problems, we're going to come out of it stronger, better, right? And with a stronger relationship. So I want to thank you for, uh, for doing the podcast. I, I, I asked you, uh, without any, any, uh, kind of notice, 
right? Which was kind of uh, not not maybe the best thing to do, but I appreciate you saying yes. Ray, thank you for your time. Again, uh, we got Ray Perez, our uh, our full truckload manager. We got Rich from Coyote, and you got Luis Lopez here on the podcast. So thank you guys. Have a have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Freight Hub Podcast with Luis Lopez. If you liked our show, please leave a comment or review. We hope you'll tune in next time.